Hey everybody, this is Tori. Just a quick note here at the beginning of the episode. If you listen to our pilot, you will know that we planned on releasing Type 2 next. However, we had some audio issues and we're having to re-record it. So rather than make you wait, we're just going to release this episode on Type 3. We'll get you later twos. We know you understand. Okay, thanks. Enjoy the episode. This is the Accessible Enneagram, an Enneagram podcast for everyone. I'm your co-host, Tori, and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm your co-host, Meg, and my pronouns are she and they. We are making this podcast of accessible to everyone, acknowledging differences in identities, abilities, and level of familiarity with the Enneagram. And today, we are talking about type three, whose core word is value. Before we begin, just some good reminders about our golden rules of the Enneagram. Only you can type yourself. Only we know our own motivations. We can only observe the actions of others and not their motivations. Secondly, the Enneagram should not be used with eye rolling at any numbers, but if you want to insult yourself, that's fine. Each human and each number exists on a scale of healthy to unhealthy, so that, again, the actions may vary, the motivations remain the same, but you can't necessarily see those. Yep. And big reminder that eight out of nine people are not like you. Eight out of nine people don't think like you do. So when you get frustrated with somebody for being different, just remember you're one out of nine. So scale it back a little. And our final rule, which applies to many areas of life is don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Just try to be kind to yourself and others. All right, now we can talk about the three. So type three really values value. They find purpose in life through achievements. So their core belief is that the world values achievements. And so thus, they have to be winners. And so because of those two things, their core avoidance is feelings of failure. Our roomy quote for the number three is, beauty surrounds us, but usually we need to be walking in a garden to know it. Good little reminder to stop and smell the flowers, threes. Yup. All right. So a word about the strengths-based language that Meg and I are going to use throughout the Accessible Enneagram. We explained this in our last episode on the two, but for those of you who may be just tuning in to listen to your own number, I see you. Let's just do a little intro to that. We often see some pretty negative or theologically weighted language around the Enneagram And just a lot of the Enneagram stuff out there turns some people off because they feel like it's all about their flaws or what they do badly. And those things are important to acknowledge, but it's not the only story. And this is about growth. So we're using strengths-based language, which you might be familiar with from, I don't know, social work school, like Meg is going to, (laughs) or other areas. So for each of the numbers, we're going to have the strengths and then what they struggle with. So for threes, their strengths are getting stuff done, pushing themselves to greatness, and always striving to be better and more, and this clear drive and sense of purpose that characterizes a three. So one of the things that we notice with three is that it's often talked about in terms of productivity or work, which can make it hard if you don't necessarily fit into that sort of capitalist model. 
or you don't want to just define yourself by your work. Yeah, or just in general. Yeah, we were talking about how important it is to separate the notion of the three away from capitalism because currently the Enneagram is used for very capitalist purposes of saying, here's how to make your productivity at work go up. If you know everyone's Enneagram number, you can make great teams so you can have more productivity. And we hate that because the Enneagram is a tool for self-growth, not to increase your sales. You know, so keeping in mind this with the threes, the threes, I think, are the easiest to get pulled into this capitalist rhetoric because, again, they're very productive. And so they are capitalism's favorite number, I would argue. And so just reminding people that as we listen to all of the language surrounding the ideogram to recognize that this is a psycho-spiritual tool. It's not to increase productivity. This is for you to better understand yourself and how you relate to other people. And so the strengths of the three, while very helpful for capitalism, exist completely independently. So just as a reminder, when we're talking about the strength of productivity with the three, that doesn't have to be just for work. That doesn't have to be just for businesses. We need people to get stuff done in any situation. You know, if you're moving, if you have other life things that need to get done, threes are great at that. So just remembering that productivity does not equal capitalist productivity. For sure. And then the other thing about this, the pushing themselves to greatness and this clear drive and purpose is a healthy three doesn't just push themselves. They also push people around them and empower and inspire them. They can be really inspiring leaders that kind of lift everyone up with them. And that can be in any context, whether at work or at home or in in any kind of relationship. And so when threes are less healthy, they can be really competitive in a way that can be damaging for their relationships with others. But when they're more self-secure, they can still have that drive without being threatened by other people's success. And in that way, then they can lift other people up too. So this can be, this can show up if you're a three. I have a, a really close friend who's a three. She's an activist and she does a lot of work around disability inclusion. And she is so driven to make stuff happen, but she's a very inviting person and she makes everyone around her better all the time. And so that's what we really want, like hope for for the three, even if it doesn't always happen. And again, like that's where this like valuing of capitalist productivity doesn't really help because that doesn't necessarily show up in that model, right? So the adverse side of this for the three is their struggles. They can be really focused on needing to be acknowledged and like receive trophies or raises or employee of the month parking spots or whatever else for or just someone being like, thank you, you did such a great job to an extent that they don't necessarily feel like they've actually achieved anything and they don't get that. And they will avoid a feeling of feelings of failure at all costs, which can lead to overwork. They can lead to stepping on other people to get to the top. And then threes are so socially adept and that's a real strength. And also sometimes if threes aren't very, dis aren't very connected to their most authentic self, they can really chameleon in any social situation in a way that isn't authentic. So they can struggle to kind of like change into a different person just to please other people. Yeah, I've heard of threes really struggling with that. It falls into a trap of once you establish yourself as a certain person in front of someone else, then you kind of feel like you have to be consistent in that role. So that's definitely something that threes can fall into is that pattern of once you start to present yourself as someone else or the specific persona, then you kind of feel stuck in that. 
So that's definitely an area of growth that threes can work on, which is being true to themselves in whatever situation they find themselves in instead of changing themselves to please other people. Yeah. And it can cause initial stress because obviously threes want to make a really good impression, but ultimately there's more stress from the fear that comes from being inauthentic of like, okay, but what if this person and this person are in the same place and they don't match, I don't match with them or like just the, who am I right now? That can be really stressful, even if it does kind of work for you. So yeah, area of growth, just being committed to showing up with integrity as yourself because you're enough and you're great just the way you are and being attentive to what people want from you, but not changing your whole situation to match that. So now talking about how the three relates to other numbers, the three lies in the heart triad along with twos and fours. Their core strength is attunement, um, which we talked about in terms of being really in tune with what other people want. And then their core struggle is distress. And so the threes are sort of the contra type for the heart triad where they are the most removed from these feelings. So they can be really in tune with what other people want, but not very attuned with what they want. Not what they want, but who they are, their own feelings. They're much less attached to, it's the heart triad, right? So it's all about emotions. It's all about feelings. So they can be significantly less in touch with their feelings and emotions than the twos and the fours. The twos are very, very feely. The fours are even more feely. And the threes try to avoid feelings. So they're the opposite in that sense. Yeah. So just like we saw with the two, and and if you go back to our intro episode, each triad has kind of like, there's three numbers and they each respond to their core distress and strength differently. And threes are the, the avoidant one. So they're, yeah, they're they're doing the avoiding of the emotions. Kind of like sevens run away from their anxiety and nines pretend their anger doesn't exist. Threes are like, what feelings? I'm doing great. And no, (laughs) no, you're not. (laughs) Not always anyway. Right, exactly. And then the way that they tune in with um, distress is that really is their focus on avoiding feelings of failure. They don't like to feel distressed. Again, this is running away from that feeling and it is just trying to push themselves as far away from that distress as possible. So with the, you know, the distress the three feels are feelings of failure. And so they'll do whatever they can to not feel those feelings of failure. So a lot of threes struggle with like learning something new. It's like they don't want to start to learn a new instrument or something because they know they'll be bad at it at first. So that's another area of growth for threes is to learn that you know, mistakes happen. (laughs) That's how we learn. We learn from those. And so you're going to be bad at something when you start. That's just the facts. That's how it works. And so it's really important for threes to know that and to know that failure is just part of life and isn't something that needs to be avoided at all costs, because then you can just get restricted. Yeah, sort of the spiritual element to that, right, is that sense of enoughness that all of the heart triad folks are working with is like, you're enough. You don't need to like bend over backwards or whatever to be enough. But that can really, really hard for three to believe. Relatable. Absolutely. They gain so much of their self-worth right through external things. So the, the area of growth for threes is to find that internal value, that internal worth. So moving on to the wings of the three, the wings on either side of the three are the two and the four. 
So starting with threes with a two wing, they want to work hard to help others. They tap into that two strength of really wanting to help other people. And then because of this, they also can get very easily overcommitted. Because if you want to help other people, you don't want to say no. And if you're a three, you believe that you are what you do. And so you don't want to say no. So those, yeah, are definitely prone to burnout <laughs> through getting just too much on their plates. For sure. Like, and the three wing two and the two wing three, it can be a little hard to differentiate, right? I would say, Megan, you can tell me what you think about this, that your two wing three is most, most still most concerned with the helping, like how helpful was I? Whereas the three wing two is they want to be helpful, but they also want to make a good impression. So like the three wing two is like running the bake sale. Yeah. The two wing three is like baking all the things for the bake sale, but like the three wing two is like, I'm going to perfect. I'm not going to, I'm only going to make the recipe that is most perfect that I know everyone's going to like, and I'm going to get there early to set up and I'm going to make sure that this is goes off perfectly. Right. So the, the three wing two is going to be the one who I would say is more likely to work at like a nonprofit organization that like specializes in fundraising, because then that is like a very tangible amount that they can say of like, oh, we raised more than last year. So it would be taking more pride in the quantity, whereas a two would take more pride in the quality. Yeah, the four, the, the, sorry, four. No, we're not there yet. The threes, yeah, is, it's, it's kind of that, like you said, tangible, measurable. That's something I think they do have in common with a six, which they have a line with, is that you want that, like, you want it to be cut and dried so you can understand how well you did. So threes probably would not thrive at a school where you gave yourself your own grades. That probably wouldn't work for them. They're like, no, I want someone else to give me an A. You tell me that I got an A. It doesn't count if I say I did it. Right. What's my score? Did I beat everyone else in the class? Is it more important? Am I acing therapy right now? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about this yet, but threes are very competitive. Yes. So just keeping in mind, you know, a two is going to be more invested in relationships and maybe competitive to be like the most important person in someone's life. Although that probably means they have a three wing. Right. Exactly. But yeah, threes are just competitive all the time in like every arena. Yes. Yeah. If if someone is – so like my best friend from when I was nine, he's a three and I'm a nine and playing board games with him, we actually did a moratorium on risk back when we were 14 because it was going to destroy our friendship. Because risk is one of those games that it isn't actually fun to play if you're not winning. And he was so much more committed to winning and better at winning than me that I just hated playing it with him. And it made me so mad that I was like, we can't do this. So we just like, we don't play risk. We still don't play risk. We're 32. Because like, I just, I was like, can you chill? And he's like, I no, he can't. He can't chill. He has to, he can't not try to win. Right. And so, and risk is like, you must destroy everyone. So. <laughs> and it takes very long. That's a very long game. Yeah. It's like if you often got in trouble for like destroying your younger sibling at a game that you were supposed to let them win as a child, you might be on a line or a wing or be a three because that's I feel like that's pretty classic. So uh, moving on to the threes with a four wing, they can be really productive artists. Um, like I would argue that Beyonce is probably a three wing four. Likely. Because she makes so much. She just like produces so much stuff and it's beautiful and it's creative, but just quantity wise, like she is so driven. You know, she was like charging people money to hear her sing when she was five. Yeah, she's very 
astute too. Like she knows, like she's so smart about the way she presents herself, her public image, her brand. Like, like you said, from when she was little, she like understood how talented she was, but she also does make genuinely beautiful things that are creative and innovative all the time. She's, she's not settling ever artistically. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're probably right. Obviously we can't type her for real because we don't know her, but. Right. But based on what we can see, it seems, seems to fit that. But the, the difference between a three with a four wing and a four with a three wing is that threes value their achievements and how much they can do over being authentic in their art. So a four with a three wing is going to be a very productive artist, but is going to value the quality of what they are producing, the authenticity of their art over the quantity. Yeah. They'll probably be a little bit more eccentric and less concerned with being palatable too. So they might be really driven and productive and active and stuff, but they wouldn't necessarily be the ones who are just always so polished or, you know, like I actually think that like Lady Gaga would maybe be a pretty good example of this where she is a very like strategic person and she's really, she likes being famous and she's good at it, but she's also like very weird right? Very intentionally unique. Yeah. She's fine to like turn some people off. Like it doesn't bother her. And part of that's like a privilege conversation, right? Lady Gaga's white. So like she has more like luxury to like leeway. Yeah. Yeah. To just like weird people out all the time. But like, I think that, you know, it's like, that's kind of the difference or like in, you know, in your personal life. Yeah. If you're somebody who's listening to this and you're like, I don't know which one I am. How important is it for you to get that recognition for what you're doing versus knowing that you did the best that you could do to represent yourself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you more concerned about how others see you or about how you feel? Yeah, or whether like what you're doing matches your self-concept. You know, I think that's the thing with the four too. It's like, because I realized the way I described that was kind of value laden, right? Because like the idea of being concerned about feedback versus being off, being doing your best sounds one of them sounds better than the other, but like a four, a less healthy four, they aren't necessarily worried about the feedback they're getting from other people, but they are concerned with presenting themselves to match up with like the mythology they have of themselves. So, you know, like that's, I think that's the, the difference there. Yeah. And we'll obviously get more into that in our next episode because it'll be all about fours. <laughs> yes, it will. Fours get stoked. Yep. Um, but then to finish off the threes with a four wing, fours struggle a lot with envy. And so threes with a four wing can be very jealous at the achievements of others. They can be very jealous at people who do better than them. And that can definitely grow some resentment from that as well. So that would be more true of a three with a four wing than a three with a two wing. Yeah. And then closing it off with lines, um, which are sometimes referred to as directions of stress and growth. But Tori and I don't love that because we see it more as a way that you can access those two other numbers, both their positive and negative traits, both the healthy and unhealthy qualities of both of those numbers. So we are presenting it just as lines. So the lines are just the numbers that from your core number you have more access to than some of the other numbers. So for threes, they are connected with the six and the nine. And so for channeling the six stuff, sixes are very safety oriented, are very good at assessing risk. And so the threes, when they're accessing that, they can anticipate obstacles and start to plan how to avoid them, which is helpful with their core drive to avoid feelings of failure. 
But then the flip side of this is the sixes also have a very strong relationship with trust (laughs) and then also trust issues. And so threes can have difficulty trusting other people to get something done. Yeah, which sometimes I think that's where sometimes if you are discerning between the three and the one, like that can be a little confusing because the one also has that kind of like perfectionism might like make it hard for them to trust other people to do well. So that's just something to keep in mind with that one. Yeah, that quality is definitely present in both threes and ones of, I think ones approach it from the sense of, but I can do it better. Like I know that I will do it perfect and threes do it as I know I'll get it done. Yes, exactly. Yep. Um, And then the other line with threes are nines. And so the strength of the nines that threes need to access is being more chill, is just chilling out. Like we said with the roomy quote, taking time to stop and smell the flowers. Threes can get on this drive where they just are go, 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 go. And so it's really important for them to access the nine in terms of just chilling for a second, of taking a second to step back and be like, oh, wow, there's beauty all around me. I don't have to be focused on what I'm doing all the time. There's so much going on around me. So yeah, tapping into the nine for that. But then the other thing that they can do when tapping into the nine is they can become more disconnected from themselves. Nines have this struggle with becoming disconnected from their feelings, which threes also struggle with. So that's sort of their their common struggle between the two numbers. Yeah. And that can turn into like even more like weird people pleasing behavior and inauthenticity in both the three and the nine. So they have this like mutual, that line. So three, six, and nine are on a triangle. They they all are connected to all the three of them, which is not usually what happens. So yeah, the three also informs the nine. And we'll talk about how that works when we get to the nine. But yeah, that's something that those two have in common with each other, where this unhealthy trait of like being disconnected from self and feelings can get really unhelpful. Really fast. Really fast. <laughs> not great. Not good. Don't advise. Yeah, exactly. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> So moving on to how you might know you might be a three. You might be a three if you're the person who gets things done. If you are constantly busy and you thrive on it. If sitting still and not doing anything feels like torture. If you measure yourself by the things you've done. Or you find yourself acting like a different person based on your audience. And we should add one that says if you're highly competitive if you must win at everything you do. Yes, you're probably a three. You're probably a three. Yep, 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 yep. And so some affirmations for threes to carry with you if you are a three, if this is what you need to hear, here it is. I am worthy independent of any achievements and what I do does not determine my worth. Okay, that has been the Enneagram 3. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. We hope you stay in conversation with us. We have various ways you can do that. You can go to our website, AccessibleEnneagram.com. You can watch us on YouTube and you can find us on Instagram, which is at Accessible Enneagram. This podcast is available wherever you listen at most major podcasting platforms. And finally, you can contact us directly via our email, which is accessibleenneagram at gmail.com. And there's going to be a contact form on our website too. 
Yep. And we encourage you, if there is anything we can do to make this more accessible, if there's something we've said that's been exclusionary, if there is something from an accessibility standpoint that we can do to make this more inclusive, please reach out to us. Please let us know. We want to be called in in those situations because, again, our goal is to be accessible. Our goal is to make sure that this is available to anyone and is accessible to anyone. So please let us know if there's anything that we could be doing better. And... This has been the Accessible Enneagram, and we hope that you join us for growth.